0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. It's an to McCaffrey. There he goes. It's a C-back
2: attack. the
1: This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network Welcome into a Friday preview edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Sports Illustrated Panthers beat writer Skylar Callahan and all-time Panthers leading rusher Jonathan Stewart. Uh, You can catch this twice a week during the season. Uh, Usually towards the beginning of the week, we give you a recap of the previous game, uh, give you our insights and thoughts on what occurred. And then towards the end of the week, we give you a preview of the upcoming game. And of course, this week, We've got the uh, San Francisco 49ers coming into town, the end of a three-game homestand for the Panthers that has not gone the way that we had expected it to. Today we'll get into Panthers versus 49ers, our keys to the game, uh, what the Panthers need to do to get off the snide, get a win, uh, get that good five back, that Panther victory Monday back. Uh, we'll tell you what we think that they need to do to do that. Also, since it's our uh, preview episode of the week, it's tell them why you're mad, um, something that we do towards the end of each week. It's it's football focused. The only rules that it's got to have something to do with fall doesn't necessarily have to do anything with the Panthers, although maybe there's some folks that are mad at different things that are going on with the Panthers right now. We'll see uh, what Skyler and uh, Stu have for that uh, as well. Before we get into all of that, though, per usual, um, believe in Carolina Panthers brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all favorite sports and events like uh, Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts and where we start today is a check-in on the injury report. A couple of notable names on that. I'll kick it here to you, Skyler. You've been with the team all week long. Uh, Give us an update here. Jeremy Chin, our uh, star safety, placed on injured reserve midweek this week. Give us the details
0: on uh, his injury and uh, how long can we expect Jeremy to be out? Yeah, He'll be out at least the next four games, and then they can uh, designate his return, and that kind of opens up a 21-day window for him after that. So, we may be looking towards middle November, maybe by the time he comes back, maybe early November, if if they're lucky and everything goes well. Um, but yeah, they're going to be without him for at least the next four games. The other big problem is that Xavier Woods is kind of up in the air right now. He's going to be a game time decision. Um, I'd have to look up what his injury is again. I got there's so many of them. Um, I think his may have been a hamstring too. Um, off the check on that. But yeah, he's Hold he's back. a game time decision. And Frankie Louvu, uh who did not practice on Thursday, um, was back at practice today, and he is expected to play according to Matt Rule. Lord, don't take Frankie Louvu away oh, from yeah. us like that. Don't oh, just oh, don't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And LaVisca Chenult uh will not play. He he's got a hammy too, right? He's
0: Feels got, got like two hammies.
1: Yeah, both, yeah, I saw that. The, uh, they, he tweaked both of them or something. So A lot of hamstring injuries going on right now with the, uh, the, the Carolina Panthers. Not something good to hear. Uh, Stu, have you ever had a strained hamstring or anything like that? How does that play in terms of being able to come back from it? Because I'd imagine something like that with like soft muscle tissue, it, it lingers for a little bit.
2: Yeah, it definitely lingers, man. You got to just be patient um, and, and just – trust that your body needs to rest, (laughs) essentially. I mean, a lot of times those injuries occur when a guy's out of shape or overextending themselves, right? Um, You know, I'm pretty sure that LaVisca Chenault is in shape. Um, So it could just be a matter of, you know, him being so explosive and, you know, his body just, you know, um, responding to surfaces and just the perfect you know, pool on the body that he couldn't take. Um, And so with that, you just got to be patient. It sucks because, you know, you might feel like you can go just by walking around, sitting around, laying around and like, oh, man, I feel kind of good. I'm kind of testing it every time I stand up out of my seat. And next thing you know, you try to jog around. You can feel that tug, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's definitely a very, very, very frustrating injury, and it just takes time. Um, you got to make sure you treat your body well and um, just let it recover.
1: Jeremy Chen is the team's leading rusher, the past or not rusher, excuse me, the team's leading tackler, uh, the past two seasons. So, a huge loss to the secondary. Uh, probably our most valuable secondary player, uh, I would think, in terms of just everything he does and where they line him up at. And, of course, the uh, hard-hitting San Francisco 49ers coming into town uh, this week. I can't believe we had a three-game homestand. I'm trying to remember the last time we had a, a stretch where we had three home games in a row. Um, so they would have played four of their first five games at home. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. So uh, Wow. <laughs> so it's <just> kind of <laughs> put some perspective. Uh, missed opportunities, as one of our former coaches would have said uh, back in the day. Um, let's just get into it. We'll get to the preview towards the end of this. Let's just get into it. It's uh Preview Friday, and if it's Preview Friday, you know what that means.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad son.
1: Uh, it's tell them why you mad Friday. Um, again, the rules are: it just has to be football related. Doesn't matter if it's Panther related, college, high school, Pop Warner. Don't matter. Something along those lines. Something you saw this week that just got you aggravated. Um. I'll let one of you guys go first. Any one of you guys? uh Yeah, I got uh, one. First, you got, okay, Stu, lead us off here. Why Man, that, are you mad this week?
2: Yo, I'm going to tell, tell you why we mad, son. Listen, last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Thursday night game always gives us some kind of material. Oh, God. I don't know what it
2: is about Thursday night football right now, but my goodness. I mean, Tom Brady said something in quote. Of you know all the two and two teams right now saying that he's just been seeing in his in in Tom Brady's lifetime this is the worst football he's ever experienced across the league, um and I don't know what it is I don't know if it's like guys are moving around faster and you kind of see a blur when you're out there I'm not sure um
1: Miss, missing that fourth preseason game they took away.
2: Yeah, I don't maybe maybe I don't know. Um but a guy named KJ Hamler for the Denver (laughs) Running wide open, wide, wide open, like Steve Smith says, wide, wide, like part in the Red Sea, wide, wide open. And Russell Wilson just did not see this man. And the reason why I'm mad is because I've never seen Russell Wilson do this before. I've never seen this type of Russell Wilson and I'm concerned. I'm concerned because he's a star in this league. He's been a star in in Seattle for so long. And like, I'm wondering, did the Seattle Seahawks see this coming that he's lost his potential? He's lost his, his grace. He's lost his, um, ability to see the field because I mean, this is a moment where it was a given, you know, if we saw him in a Seahawks Jersey yep. um, and I know growing pains are tough and you know, you're in a new team, and you're in a new city, um, but man, that that's frustrating. So next time that happens, I hope he hits the target.
1: Does he, is Russell Wilson the most, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Overrated. Uh, well, no, like, well, <laughs> is he, is he the most disappointing quarterback so far out the gate in terms of I, his situation and everything. I would Him say so. Matt Ryan.
2: No, I would say, I would yeah. say Russell Wilson. I would I say Russell. Was out of
1: gas. I thought Matt Ryan was already out of gas a year or two ago, to be honest. Um, so that one doesn't really surprise me as much. I thought the Colts were just in a weaker division. Uh, yeah i've I've
2: seen russell wilson throw bombs hail mary's like touchdown jesus moments yeah like and that's what i've been you know that's what people expect out of him and you know and i think that's more so you know a compliment you know that hey we just want you to be a good football player (laughs) because it's really good for the nfl He feel
1: he feels like i've always felt like with russ that he feels like he's acting like somebody he's not like when he talks like in public, like he it's like almost like a, like an actor, like Russell Wilson is like a brand and like he yeah. acts a certain way, but I feel like he probably acts completely different at home. So it comes off as disingenuous yeah. a little bit. Um, no,
2: I feel listen. like, no, he is, he is who he is. <laughs> this whole let's, let's
1: ride thing. Like, yeah, stop. Let's ride. Let's, Yeah. Stop with all that. <laughs> well,
2: let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's ride another, let's ride on Let's ride on in and, and hit the target.
1: Did you That's see uh, who's <laughs> his uh, his running back? It's going around right now, the pick of uh, Russ, like, uh, drinking some water on the bench, and his running back is just sitting there staring yeah. at him, like, trying to drill, like, a hole through his forehead. He's just like, you don't deserve that water. Like, he literally is just like, <laughs> mm, like, mad at him. And I'm like, that feels like something's going on in that locker room where they, they just haven't bought into Russ yet, or they've seen enough yeah. of Russ where they might not buy into him. But I mean, Russ is going to win that battle. He just signed a, what a two hundred something million dollar extension with Denver. Yeah. Like Nathaniel, I mean, Hackett, definitely
2: a lot. There's definitely a lot going on with the Denver Broncos. It seems like because the first tell you why. T- the first one that we did when you know why I told you guys why I was mad was the Denver Broncos head coach. Mm-hmm. The whole time-up oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> That's right. Um You know, I, I just feel like they are. They're they're finding they're trying to search for answers and the answer is right there in front of them, wide open.
1: Denver's <laughs> just like on a notepad still like for every time we get to the end of the week, it's like, well, I always got Denver. Well, you know, bro. at I the know end Denver. of the day,
2: I'm, if I have an opportunity to pick on the Denver Broncos, I'm gonna pick on them because I hey brother fifty. Look, look, I, I don't care. Denver Broncos, y'all can come with it. Uh,
1: right I'm now with, I'm with you. I'm with you. Right so you now I'm, I'm, ready to I'm, right I'm now.
2: mad about Russell Wilson not hitting his target. He decided it's to put that, that Bronco jersey on. Now we're talking about him.
1: Skylar, it's Friday, tell baby. You. Tell him why you're mad.
2: Yeah, Yo, I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son.
0: I'm gonna keep talking about them Broncos.
1: <laughs> Let's follow them Let's do Let's it. Why?
0: <laughs> Who whoever is making the decisions, whether it's Elway or I don't even know, George Payton, whoever it is. They they need to be on the hot seat because not only did you give up what you gave up for Russell Wilson, Mm. on top of that, you signed him to a huge, massive extension that you're going to handcuff your team to. Mm. Then you go out and maybe hire the most incompetent head coach in the NFL. Mm. I'm just saying. Incompetent. When, when you go nine. back, <laughs> when you go back at the end of the game last night, it's nine to six, third and eight. The way that the Indianapolis offense has played this entire season, what makes you think that they're going to go and score a touchdown and the very end of the game when they need it most? To me, hand the ball off, kick the field goal, you win the game. Why they decided to throw, I I don't understand. Now, if you're going to throw the ball, it needs to be back pylon or out of bounds. Not over the middle of the field, challenging the best corner or one of the best corners to play the game in the last two decades. Terrible decision making, terrible call, the most terrible coach game I've ever seen. And then when you get to overtime, I don't mind it going for it to go for the win, but at the same time you've literally sat there on the sideline and watched your team fail time and time and time again to convert third and fourth downs or to to make big plays when they need it most. Why go for the win in that situation? A tie is better than a loss. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me.
2: Uh, Hit that wide open receiver running for a (laughs) touchdown. Yeah.
0: Tom Brady
1: was right. Like, I mean, there's been some really bad football the past like three or four weeks. Uh, not we don't just have to go far chart. to find it either. Yeah, I mean, not just the. Chart. I mean, all over. Like, there's been unwatchable games. Um, I saw this morning when I got on Twitter because I didn't even bother to watch that game. And um, somebody had put this is like watching the Carolina Panthers play the Carolina <laughs> Panthers, and I was just like, man, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I was like Relax. Relax. <laughs> I was whoever like, that. <laughs> Wow! Like,
2: whoever that was, man, I need to relax.
1: <laughs> that's actually that. That's my, uh Tell him who uh, why I'm mad this week.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son.
1: I am mad. It's a dual one. I'm mad at non Panther fans chiming in on the on the fortunes of the Carolina Panthers. We get it. We know. We know we're one in three. We know what our problems are. The last thing I need to hear is someone that's a a Ravens fan or a Raiders fan. <laughs> reveling in our misery as if we've got 20 championships over here and it's 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 about time that the panthers like fell off of this this high horse that they've been on it feels like as soon as the panthers have adversity like this people just come out the woodwork they all have individual vendettas against the panthers it's for something stupid like back in 2006 we ended up getting flex into a spot that their team was supposed to play in they ain't on tv and now they hate us. It. So it's like stuff like that like the Commanders fans, I talked about this last uh, the last episode. The Commanders fan base, if you're 50 or older here in North Carolina, you probably grew up a Washington fan. And then the younger ones like me moved to the Panthers once we got them. When we got our own team in 95, we, we jumped off whoever we were with. It was probably somebody in the NFC East, Washington, Dallas, or Philly. the The fans that are like legacy fans, that are like fans of the Steelers, who are going through some trouble themselves right now, uh or others it feels like it's the teams that those teams suck right now too so it gives them license <laughs> to talk about our team because they know there's nothing that we can say that's going to make them feel bad because they know their team sucks that's the logic i'm getting from these other yeah. fans where it's like yeah Desmond i really appreciate Desmond yeah. i really
2: appreciate this uh this history lesson on, on Carolina Panther fans. Hey,
1: it, it's, it's facts, man. Washington fans hate us. Like they hate us because now they have to search looking for their team's game. Now, granted, they're not really trying to watch their games right now. They're having some issues themselves right now, but th- I've heard it from so many Washington fans that they hate the Panthers and ask them why, like, because I can't watch my team anymore. Cause they used to be the one o'clock game. Uh, and yeah. then when Panthers got here, they took that slot. Uh, Dallas yeah. is always the four o'clock game here. It feels like um, it just, those fans, I've seen a lot of them this week chiming in with like, oh, well, the Panthers don't have this. That's why this is happening. Or they don't have enough talent or stuff to that degree. I will fight anyone on the the notion that this Panther roster is not talented. Like the, the talent is there. Yeah. Up and down the board. Offense and defense, they're young. They have talent. That's not the problem. The problem is not talent with this team. The talent is, I mean, the problem is other things. Not the talent. So when I see... Different places from national down making these comments. And I know they're not diehard Panther fans. So they haven't been sitting here talking about the Panthers since May or whatever, like me and Skyler have been doing. Like they, they they don't know like the ins and outs, the day to day of what these Panthers have been trying to do. It's okay for us to talk about Matt Rule because we're family. Like we can talk about him. But if somebody else is talking about him outside the family, that's when I gotta be like, okay. Yeah, Y'all yeah, need to chill yeah. out a bit. You go, know what I mean? Like, like that's you, to go to, you gotta go to protect yeah. your house mode. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like you don't get you don't get,
2: talk, you don't get to talk to my little brother like that. Right. <laughs> we we, we
1: game out of first place. Like we still <laughs> we still here. You know. So yeah. I, I I had Stu's Speaking. voice in my head the whole time. Reading, I'm like, it ain't See? that bad. It could get yeah, worse.
2: It can always get <laughs> worse. worse.
1: I know. And I know you mentioned had yet. We're four games in. Like it's a 17 game season. Like it took me a whole week to get back to. Now. If they come out here on Sunday, I'm sitting there pointing my TV like y'all can see it or something. They come out here on Sunday, (laughs) and they they come out flat, and and the 49ers roll 35 on us or something, Monday's episode is going to be big fun for for everybody, everybody involved. But this feels like, as we kind of parlay over into our preview section, does this not feel like one of those games the Panthers win that they're not supposed to? Does it feel like it's kind of setting up for – Everyone's going to pick the 49ers. It looks like all odds are against them. There's How are the Panthers going to win this game? Baker can't get the ball past the line of scrimmage. And then <laughs> Baker comes out throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns. And the Panthers end up winning some wacky game. And we're sitting here on Monday like, well, now we don't even know what to – you know, like well, hey, it feels like one of those ways could happen.
0: Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw have been on the injury report the last couple of days. So that might – that might help.
1: I mean, all right, so for Panthers 49ers, 4:05 p.m. kickoff Sunday. It is on CBS. I mentioned that on the Monday show. I had noticed they weren't showing it on the Fox graphic this past Sunday. It is a CBS game even though it's an NFC matchup. Uh keys to the game, guys, uh cuz I went to go look at um the 49ers stats. They are the best defense in the league. Well, them and Green Bay. Green Bay's holding uh, teams to 13 points a game. San Francisco's only holding them to, uh, to 15.7 points per game, but they pretty much lead every other uh, statistical category other than yards per game. I'm not sure how Green Bay's only allowing 212 yards a game, if this is correct, but uh, the 49ers, they're allowing 322. They're only allowing 71 yards on the ground, which I thought was uh, super important, and three yards per carry. Um Let's start right there because I feel like we talk about it every preview episode that we got to get our run game going. Stu, what would you – how would you get a run game going against a, a run defense that's known for stopping the run like the 49ers? Is it, is it a mentality? Is it a certain scheme? Like what do you do going into that game and being the lead back? What's your mentality going into it knowing that, uh, you know, you might get called more than normal today?
2: Yeah, Um when you're going against a good defense, especially a run, a run defense, you have to go into that game with the right mentality. Um not every run is gonna be a five yard, four yard, or a ten yard game. Um, and I think the mentality needs just needs to be is hey, we're coming in and we're knocking down your door. Like we gotta we gotta do a couple knocks before it knocks down, right? Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, you know, whatever the formations are, we want to make sure we have guys that are going to be in there moving people out the way, right? Um, and so setting the tone from that, you know, standpoint to where you can set up play actions, right? Whatever is comfortable for Baker Mayfield to to have a play action opportunity um, to hit somebody, you know, deep down the field or across the middle, Um yeah. You know that's that's really basically the mindset for me, um, and that steering away from it, you know, just because you know it like don't run away from the run
1: <laughs> yeah, early. Yeah, that's,
2: um,
1: that's one of the yeah, things where they yeah, kind of like, they talk themselves out of it. it feels like,
2: and and also to put Christian McCaffrey in space when there is you know things getting jam packed in there. Put the, put him in space. And level it out. As long as he's got the ball in his hand, I feel very comfortable um with whatever game plan they uh present to the um to the game. So, I mean, but it's gonna be a tough task. But you I mean our offensive line has proven you know, that they, they've been capable. Um, I think I saw some stat on first down when they run the ball, they average six yards a carry or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, um, there was the ball
1: first down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I mean, like forty it. times, like all year. But yeah, I mean, and I think, and, back and back. I think,
2: I think a team like the Forty ers where they are as a defense, this could be a trap game for them. You know, they're coming in, they're traveling, hit them in the nose, like yeah. out the gate when they get off the bus, when they get on the field. You want to, you want to shock them with like how physical you can be, and then you ride the rest of the game with that. So that's my approach. All uh,
1: you know. Something I saw interesting. um, uh, Ellis Williams, uh, the new Panthers beat writer at the Charlotte Observer, he's actually going to be on my Saturday morning show uh, tomorrow uh, to preview this game. And he had tweeted out um, some video from the Panthers practice. And Skylar, maybe you can uh, add on to this. I think it was – it might have been yesterday. Uh, He tweeted out a video of – you know, it's like a long shot of the Panthers practice. And he basically said that there was more juice in that practice – than any other practice except for maybe back in, like, training camp. Like, for some reason, the players were just, like, amped up. Uh, did you catch that vibe yesterday being at practice? And uh, where oh, do you yeah. think that's
0: coming from? Uh, well, Marquise Haynes got it all started. He, he was doing some sort of dance while they're doing uh, stretches and stuff, and it, it got everyone fired up. So, yeah, um, I don't know where it's, where it's coming from. I mean, obviously, I think when you're one and three, you don't want to be too negative. You don't want to have that – that negative energy. You got to do what everything, everything you can to put what has happened in the past and just focus on this week's game. So I think they're trying to, to go about it as if, you know, they can go win this game, but they've got to go into that game with the right mindset. So, uh, so Stu mentioned
1: his, our, our, our keys to the game are pretty much the same. I think all three of us are in unison where we, we kind of all have an idea of what we want the team to be based on personnel and what we know of the Panthers. But if they get there, is a whole other step, and I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not even sure if they want to be that team. That's I think that's the main issue that I have. I'm not sure if they want to be a run first team uh, with with the running out, uh, on the field. Skylar, give me give me one of your keys to this game. The 49ers, um, again, one of the top defenses in the league. Uh, they're only allowing 250 yards passing per game, uh, and the QPR. 85.8 that's actually not bad um that they're allowing but they've got 12 sacks on the season uh going into week five so give me give me your keys
0: here what do you think uh Carolina needs to focus on more than anything else to, to come out here with a win well like like Stu said you got to get Christian involved eight carries is not going to get the job done offensively you've got to be able to get the ball in his hands and do things to get the ball out quick for Baker because obviously the bad passes are becoming a thing. Teams are going to start to pick up on that. And whether it's a tendency thing or just the routes that are being ran, um, teams are going to pick that up. So you got to get the ball out quick to where you don't have to worry about the Nick Boses, the Eric Armsteads, and the Javon Kinlaw's of the world getting their hands up and, and disrupting play. So that's offensively. Defensively, when you talk Kyle Shanahan, when you talk – you know that pretty much that whole offensive staff. You know what you're talking about. A bunch yeah. of nerds. <laughs> I've got those, yo. I've got, I've got I, the wall, I
1: got the uh, rainbow joint over here in the house for some of high school kids.
0: Not only does it fit because they're nerds, because they, all this is all their offense is is eye candy, right? Mm-hmm. Everything you see before the snap is nothing but window dressing. And there's a lot of misdirection, fake check sweeps. You got linemen pulling all over the place that may look like the play is going to the weak side and it ends up going to the strong side. Like, there's so much that this offense does to try and confuse you that it's it, it can really screw up your defense if your eyes are not in the right place. I talked to Shaq about this. talked to Brian Burns about this. And they pretty much admitted, like, this is the toughest offense that you're that that they're going to face in terms of the pre-snap stuff because of all of what they do and you can't ignore that because if you overplay something or you you get you play out of position they're going to they're going to notice that and go right back to it and try to expose you so you can't ignore the eye candy but you also got to be aware of why they're doing some of the things that they're doing that's an interesting uh,
1: point there too, because San Francisco does do a lot of pre-snap motions uh, in their offense, and if you're a defense and ain't ready for it, th- this would be a game where we we miss Jeremy Chin. Um, so, that having said all that, um, my let key me
2: throw one out you. there before
0: <laughs>
2: I don't want us to ignore Debo Samuel
0: here. Yeah, yeah,
2: like. We need to treat him like a running back that can break tackles and do all the things that the top running backs in the league can do. And so would you have
1: somebody shadow him? like maybe like Frankie Louvu or, or Shaq Thompson? Yeah, him I, want, I
2: want Frankie Louvu wherever Debo wherever Debo is. I want Frankie Louvu right around him. The yeah, problem. I- is-
0: yeah, the the problem too. with this game is like you could have Luvu on Debo, but this, like you said, does like this is a game where you really miss Chin because if you if you have Luvu following Debo, that's gonna leave George yeah. Kittle open. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, let I'm going let Shaq I'm a let,
2: I'm a let Shaq with I'm a let Shaq handle Kittle.
0: Yeah,
1: we need um, we need to disrupt Jimmy G. I think because yeah. they're not yeah, gonna, have, they're not gonna really throw the ball a lot, but no, we we gotta rattle them a bit. Is that uh, your key? Well, my, my key was Christian McCaffrey, like, in the rushing game for Carolina. I understand that the 49ers only allow 70 yards per, uh, per game or whatever as it stands yeah. right now, but how many of those teams they played were dedicated to the rush? Like, I feel like our goal should be 150 rushing yards a game. That should be yeah. our goal. You know, um, Christian McCaffrey, I've said it before, he needs 25 touches minimum. I don't care how, which way you do it, pass, run, whatever. I'd love for him to get 20 rushes and then find him in the pass game eight or nine times, and that's a day's work for for CMC, and that's fine. That's what he's used to. That's kind of why we have him. (laughs) That's why he's rated as high as he is, because he can do those things. So if he can do them, I think the whole thing of uh, let's show off our other toys on offense, I think that's failed. Uh, Won't we go to what we know works, which is give the ball to Christian McCaffrey and get the hell out the way, and uh, this would be a good week to do that um we got to stop trying to put it all on baker mayfield like we got to stop making it where baker mayfield came in here as like a savior or, or something to that effect because we we've i know me, i've changed the narrative in terms of um in the beginning like around draft time i was one of the ones out there saying yeah i would love baker mayfield to come here not because i thought he was a star but because i thought he had some some grit to him that we hadn't really had since like jake Delhomme, cam newton at that spot where it's like some kind of players want to follow you and I thought he could be a game manager I thought he could be a better game manager than Sam Darnold you don't have to try anything crazy we don't need 400 yard games or cross the field throws like Pat Mahomes or whatever you don't have to be that guy you just have to be better than Sam Darnold If you're better than Sam Darnold and don't turn the ball over our defense and our run game should be enough to win nine or ten games like in this division in the NFC like this year it would be more than enough. And it's like we keep shooting ourselves in the foot thinking we need to be cute and do all these other things. I want to see a back-to-basics offense this week. The 49ers are going to run that. Uh, you know, we can be the 49ers without all the pre-stat motion. Line up, go. I want 150 yards rushing because that would make a statement, too, that if we could put up 150 yards rushing on San Francisco, that's a spark to me this team can carry oh, okay, we can do this. We can we can play this style of football. We can be good at it. And it's complimentary football with our defense. We're keeping them off the field. It just makes sense. Eventually, I'm, I feel like they're going to eventually hit on this. Yeah. I'm just worried it's going to be week 10 when they finally go, oh, hell, we got Christian McCaffrey back. Oh, what are we doing? We, he was a run blocker in college. Why don't we just run the ball like 30 times? Like, they're going to have one of those games. I want it to be this week. I don't want it to be, you know, the bye week or whatever. I feel like if we get past Halloween and they still haven't figured this out yet. I, I won't be able to keep going back and forth from fire rule to all right, let's you see what go, happens. You're gonna go rule. trick or
2: treating. You're gonna go trick or treating.
1: <laughs> Man, I, I'll need something at that point some sugar, something to help me, you know, <laughs> stay happy and focused for the because we'll still have two more months to go <laughs> in this, in this yeah. season. Um, I really
2: yes. I I really hope that we tackle Debo Samuels. That, that would just, be great. That would be fantastic. Be, that's gonna we be, be huge. Debo. Get get him like wrapped up in the backfield. I, I just I can just see right now Frankie Louvu just catching him right when he catches a little screen pass or something and just hitting him right in the oh. mouth. And then Frankie. I wanna see I want to see Brian Burns all up in Jimmy G's face while he's throwing interceptions. I can just – that's what I'm envisioning. This,
0: this might be the week for Burns to really go out there and, like, get two or three because yeah. their their tackle situation is not good right now. They've got, like – they're down to their third offensive tackle, I'm pretty sure. Oh, man, yeah. We should be able – see, we should be able to exploit these things, exploit the stuff that's out there. San Francisco's
1: two and two. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not this world-beaten team. There's no team in the NFC right now that I just utterly fear. Like, I'm like, ah, I don't want to play them. We're going to get boat race by 50 points. There's nobody out there to me. Buffalo Bills, boy. Well, in the NFC. Oh, And even even with Buffalo, I'm like, okay, they still got some, there's some things there you can do. Yeah, that,
2: that just means they haven't peaked yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, that's going to be the three over there, who we all yeah. kind of thought, but in the NFC is wide open. Like, if you had to pick an NFC Super Bowl representative today, like how good would you feel about your pick? not at all like even the eagles like i I don't even trust the eagles at all for some reason and i feel like they're probably the most well-built team in the nfc and i still don't trust them
2: desmond you got trust issues
1: i really do i I really do i I mean hey look i've been a i've been a panther fan for 25 years um i've been a charlotte hornets fan pretty much my entire life uh i'm a carolina Tar Heels fan like i've gone through it i've gone through the, the the peaks and valleys and I've, I've seen it all, I feel like. And like, it, it just. You remain,
2: it's, you remain loyal and faithful. Though. I
1: remain loyal. I'm super faithful. Like, I've defended players and coaches that probably didn't need to be defended so many times. And like, I think people are coming to me because they think I've been defending Baker Mayfield because that's just kind of my track record with my players. And I'm like, nah, this dude needs to get it together. Like, what am I supposed to defend here? Like, he's got the worst QBR. Like, in the history of mankind, it feels like right now. Like I can't defend this. Like he needs to play better. Yeah. So well, give us some final scores here. Cause it feels like we're all ticking towards are we all picking Panthers to win this game? Is that what's about to happen? Let's let's all right. Let's Skyler, you doing.
2: better hey Skyler. I'm gonna find out where you live. I'm gonna egg your house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if, you in, if you live in
2: an apartment, Man. I'm gonna egg your apartment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I already said that I, I thought this could be one of those weird games that the Panthers end up winning and they ain't supposed to, so I gotta kinda stick with that. Uh Stu, you go first. Give me your give me your prediction. What you think? Man, look.
2: Let us pray. <laughs> oh, Amen. Uh 24 13.
1: Oh for who?
2: Panthers. Well you know so who we, I'm rocking with.
1: So we got the seventeen point rolling effect here. Yeah. Um, they can't can't let a team score more than seventeen points. It just seems like they not they just can't do it. Uh, Skyler. What you got?
0: I guess for the sake of my house. <laughs> I'll go with the Panthers. Yep. <laughs> yes you will. Looking to see well, it. not awesome. this week. Okay. Oh. 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 oh, no. Not oh, this no. week. Somebody so tell me what Scott oh, Callahan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> 49ers, 27, Panthers, 70. How is the 49ers going to score that many points?
2: The 49ers bro. ain't got that many points in their pocketbook.
0: <laughs> they will this week. Much they average. Hey, this is Baker Mayfield week. pick six and two other turnovers.
1: Oh, you say we're gonna so help them is. out, so the defense will help them out a little yes. bit there. I could. I mean, that's not I very far. I can't.
2: I can't wait till Monday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Wait. I'm gonna stick with what I said at the, the beginning of this episode. I feel like this is one of those games where the entire country is gonna pick against us, including yep. some of this panel. And the Panthers are going to play one of those weird games where everything goes right. Uh, They hold the 49ers under 17. We get a couple turnovers on defense. They actually use Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Man, the the sit here and think we have to really hold someone under 17 points. (laughs) I know. It's like it's making me with my score. I'm going to say, actually, this is the game that – this don't even make no sense. This is the game the Panthers' offense wakes up.
0: 17.
1: let like, <laughs> say Panthers 28, 49 or 16. And it won't feel that close. You see it right okay. there? I that just. Number I,
2: right there. That's I feel weird. like
1: the football gods just aren't done with me yet because they know I'm kind of on that Matt rule get them out of here, bus. And They're the way with your emotions, that's on, all. The way to keep this thing going, hey, let's let the Panthers win a the game they ain't supposed to win real quick. Let's go ahead and get that yep. in there. And then they'll be two and three, and it'll go away for six days. And then I, I didn't even see who they have next week. Um,
0: hey, I, I've been saying for months now that they'll they'll continue to be, like, around 500 up until mm-hmm. the week of my wedding, and then they'll start fading. And then Matt will, will get fired while I'm in Grenada. No, I can't do nothing about it. So
1: when is that? So wait, give us a timeline. That's what. You're, October 29th. October?
0: Yeah. So like yeah. Halloween weekend. Um, yep. So he'll they, they may win this week and then they'll they'll go on a skid and then he'll get fired while I'm not around my computer. So that's yeah, how it works. A stretch coming up. Uh, J- James Borrego got fired on my way to go eat. He did. <laughs> he did.
2: Um, <laughs> none of that's gonna happen. So Oligard,
0: <laughs> I remember that story. You were going. You were yep. Yeah. only
2: thing that's going to happen, scholar, is that you're going to get married and you're going to have some candy for Halloween.
0: That
1: will still gonna be here. He's still going to be here. Oh, we're going to be, um, be, be, be stacking these wins. Win. So, two, so two two of us select the Panthers to win on Sunday. Um, one of us uh, selects the 49ers to win on Sunday. Let's see who's right. Uh, we'll be back Monday uh, with a recap episode, hopefully a Panthers victory Monday. We'll be here for you. We'll actually have that one up pretty early on Monday, so check out for that. You can subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel so you can get the notifications for these when they drop. Um, or go to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Get the audio stream version of this whenever a new one pops in. You'll get it automatically on your phone. You can listen to us there. Uh, for Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been listening and watching the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, powered by betonline.ag. Keep pounding.